Sorry, I'm not talking much. I'm trying to quickly research something. That's the problem. Like it gives Twitch enough time to let me know that I'm live. Takes forever. Takes forever for it to do that. Hmm. Well, I'd love to know. Okay, hey, buddy. Welcome back to the uh, Enemy for Our Podcast. How are you today? We are here with an Australian oh, jock, so. apparently. Jock is taking on an Australian accent. No, I, I was I'm... saying hi. I wasn't taking on an accent. I just wanted to say hi, but then I made it awkward because I asked how everybody was doing. And that kind of threw, threw things off. Scared me. No, I'm just saying that it threw things off when No, you legitimately realized. made me jump. If there was a webcam on this, I would have jumped. You you, know, le you you did that le legitimately to the point where I wasn't expecting it, and I jumped because it was, uh... I was just trying to do my thing, that's all. Why do you get to take everything so personally? Did you really, in your notes, name episode uh, of 20 Jocko's Christmas? That's the name of the episode. I thought it was Choco Loves Christmas. What? Uh, I took it off the uh, the episode list on Google when Google showed me the name of all the episodes. It said that was the name of the episode. You're ruining this whole thing. This is why nobody listens to your podcast. I should try to confirm something real quick. I thought I saw Choco Love, but maybe that's his real name? These are things that we never get. That doesn't matter. Okay, we're here to have a review episodes of Shaman Kings 19 and 20. Uh, these are specifically uh, Choco Love is fight-centric, which is good. We get a chance to see what he's capable of. And I was curious about the Jaguar, and we found out exactly what the Jaguar is for. He's a shaman who can integrate his entire body with his oversoul. Which apparently is a high-level technique. Which means, obviously, Yo's gonna do it, and he's gonna do it better. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that this was gonna happen later on. I gotta have to, I have this strangest feeling. They introduced a new technique, and Yo's gonna probably do it, and it's gonna probably be a lot better. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna start with episode 19. I This is the continuation of what happened last time with them um, meeting Chocolo for the very first time. 
Let's mute that so that we don't get copyright infringement. The very beginning of the episode starts off with, uh, well, we, we, we pick back up with Manta meeting Faust, who is not Marco, by the way. Faust is what? Where do you see that? Is it Faust is not Marco, by the way, because you thought he was Marco last time. Oh, no. I got you. Uh, this is interesting because apparently, uh, I guess we learn later on that Faust does not have a team, and he's gonna, he's asking to join Yo, which is uh, interesting, to say the least. What was interesting? I'm sorry. You got something you're looking up right now? I'll stop talking real quick where you can figure that out. Go ahead. You sure? Yes, I'm sorry. I just found something super interesting. I got distracted by it for a minute, but go ahead. Okay, based on your notes here, uh, as, as a summary, wheelchair person singing about blood, Faust and love. Uh, is his name also Faust? I was having a tough time with that. Yeah, his name is Faust. He's Faust the... Uh, what's V1 and three, in, in three eyes? Is that like, is that eight? Eight. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Faust A. represents five, and then I, I, I is one, two, three. So five plus three. He's Faust A. Um, I guess you have a hard, you're, you're a hard time remembering Horror Horror because you put blue hair. Yeah, I forget him for all the, all the time. I don't know why. He just blends in with the characters to me like there's nothing he looks like someone from naruto he looks out of universe and he doesn't have a lot going for him he's just like the most mediocre character in the in the group there's i like to point out that naruto came out after this show years later so i don't think what? there's any real i don't think there's any real influence from naruto from on his character design okay but he looks like he's from naruto like he has like the naruto art style and he's just really, he lo doesn't look like he's particularly in curse, and he doesn't I'm gonna, like... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna just try to pillow this. For anybody who's a fan of Naruto, he is not saying that he's, he is not saying Nero uh, he, uh, Naruto's trash. For someone who takes it out of context. Somebody will. I'm just, just trying okay. to, just trying to get but, that, just trying to get someone to take that out of context. The other characters seem like they have a role of some sort like the guy with the pompadour like he is kind of a comic relief stress relief but he's also extremely on yo's side so he kind of glues the group together anna's yo's wife and she takes over and she can be kind of a plot device when yo is getting too far off track choco love is like new so we're still getting to know him but like every character in there one way or another seems like they have a good role like a good place in the group but Horo Horo doesn't really have a place. Like, he doesn't have anything that stands out. He's not a rival. He's not a glue character. He's not, like... He doesn't... He doesn't have his own thing that makes him seem worth getting to know. Like, he doesn't have a lot that stand out about his personality or anything. He's just really, really, really average. And he kind of blends in as a result of it. I just, I don't really care I like about to, I like to disagree with that. I think he's interesting. I mean, we don't, I, I've watched a lot of anime and I don't typically see characters who are, who are like, if people probably argue with this with me, or like, I don't see typically characters like him that are, um, that their main central focus is, you know, saving the earth, you know, uh, Green Day, whatever, well, not Green Day, but, um, um, I guess, I guess the, the more derogatory term would be a tree hugger, but, um, He's a very interesting character in that regard that he wants to he has a he he has a grounded sense of like 
uh, morality. He wants to save the earth. He wants to save the at least to save the earth for the spirits. Okay, but how often does it really come up? It's just like his like little dream, and they're all like talking about it, and they're like, I want to go. I mean, everybody to has their little dream, and no one really talks about that much. The only thing that really comes up is Shaman King, but I mean, other than that, it's just that. Right. So I don't think his dream is like particularly incredible. Like it's save the earth that doesn't. So as far as we can tell, it doesn't have any particular particular story enhancement to it or anything like that. Like the other ones, like you see, oh, that's what they want to do, and it builds into their character. And for him, saving the earth is like, oh, okay, I guess he likes the planet. I mean, he 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 comes from a tribe of people that like that uh um uh what type of spirit is the is Kokoro I think is what his spirit's name. My name is Spirit Link. Like they uh, specifically, they are like they they, they want to like uh they want to uh not cultivate, but they want to well, guess cultivate the the leaves and they're like he wants to keep the uh, spirits around because apparently destroying their where they inhabit kills them or makes them move on. And he wants to be able to keep the tiny people that, like, that apparently his tribe worships, you know, where they're currently living right now. Yeah. I think yeah. he's interesting in his art. I mean, I know you don't find him interesting, but I think he's interesting in my in my, in my opinion. I, I like the, I like his... He doesn't look like a Naruto character. I can see where you're coming from, but... Like, I've seen, like, Naruto characters, and they're a little bit more, like, well-defined than he is. Right, but, because he's really boring. I like him... We're just gonna move on. I'm sorry that you like him. I'm sorry that you have bad taste. Like bad taste. I, I I'm still really offended at Chocolate. <laughs> I will never get over that name. And he almost he almost became my least favorite character just because of his backstory, because I found that almost racist. But we'll get to we'll get to that in the, we'll get to that in a minute. Though, I mean Horror Horror is not even like worth having as my least favorite character. He's just hard to remember. Yeah, but I don't need I don't need I don't need your token black character to show that she's gonna bring up that he was in a gang and then you know he, the main reason why he's the way he is because he was in a gang and he was brought over by uh, by a sensei character, which is the only reason that which is really the only thing that saved it for for me because like it just seemed overly racist. My, it seemed it seemed so stupid to have a black character in the show. If they're just gonna have him and his starting point was in a gang because his parents died. I hear that so often in real life. No, they never do that theme with black people. All I'm getting is I really didn't expect them to do it here. Because I remember people people were really offended or something like that during because they apparently censored him in the original. I can see why they censored him in the original. I don't think they really want to be telling little kids that, you know, if you get your parents killed, you're going to end up in a gang that you're going to treat like family and you're going to be constantly angry every Christmas. Yeah. That's essentially what happened there. Is like he he's essentially angry every Christmas. But um, really that the, the sense of character is really the only thing that kind of saved it and how his progression went from that. So it didn't stay, it didn't stay racist for long, in my eyes. But uh, yeah. he became Bruce Wayne. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, Bruce Wayne about the money, but we're gonna keep on with episode nineteen. <laughs> Be killed my parents on Christmas. I'm going to take an animal of the night and embody it. I need to find an animal of the night and make it my symbol. Okay, um. It's going to be black like me, like my soul. Wow. 
Okay, moving on. Uh, back to episode 19. Uh, I lost my train of thought in, in, in that entire just rant. Um, well, not rant, more like spastic sentence, but... I'm going to have a fundamental connection with somebody from my past who's a joker. I guess speaking of Anna, you bring up Anna in your notes here. I find yeah. it interesting as she when she brings over the book to Silva, we see that apparently she didn't destroy the spirits that were guarding the book. She tamed them. I I wasn't expecting this, which means that she's going to be important for something later. Um, it makes that they were just sitting up in the in the stands with them, like watching the watching the show. And well, like, I mean, they're her dogs now. This is what they are. Yeah, it's pretty cute though. Speaking of dogs, we're gonna go we're gonna right back to Faust. And apparently I guess I either I didn't see Frankenstein in the first encounter or he's new. Cause but he has a he has a dead dog um following him around. I he didn't look unfamiliar to me, but I can't remember specifically if I saw him or not. He looked new to me, because I, either I was, either I don't remember if he was in the first encounter or not, because I really don't remember. I, you, you would think you would remember a dead dog. Well, there were so many skeletons in the first one. Yeah, but you, the skeleton of a dog, though, is different than the skeleton of a human. Yeah, but is the skeleton of a dog the Faust thing you're going to see? <sighs> what? Don't pretend you didn't know what you're doing there. I was just using words to talk with words. Don't pretend you didn't know what you were doing there. <laughs> I will try not to pretend. Uh, continuing with the episode, uh, we get a conversation between Silva and uh, Anna there. I guess like talking about the book and everything. Um. Then we flip over to, I guess, the start of the tournament. Well, that's the start of the tournament. Like, when they move over to the tournament, uh, typical tournament situation with the um, Coliseum, uh, which I was kind of shocked to see that's what they, that we're going to have, like, grinder battles than battles inside of a Coliseum. But I guess if they're going to have a tournament, this is probably the best way to do it. They also get a peek at a Radim, who is... I was waiting for what they were going, what Radim was going to be like, and... But I wasn't expecting him to become like a stereotypical um, sp uh, an announcer, who's just like a lot of energy for no reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I mean, he was pretty cool. I mean, they also bring the fact that he's also weird, and I think they say that all like the all the uh, all the, like the uh, what's the name of the tribe again? Shoot, like all the Native American there, they really were all like they were all weird to them. Also, okay. I guess we, we spend the entirety of the episode here. We'll also hear, like, hearing the name Lysar. We also heard the last episode. We got confirmation. And I had a feeling because I remember Lysar being inside of a Luxor, uh, an Exolol costume, but I wasn't sure. We got confirmation of that in the last episode, like the episode twenty. We also get a chance to see the bracket, and I, I thought what you, I thought you were gonna like list here, but I guess not. Uh, I guess we can get a good look at this like tournament bracket to see who's fighting oh, who. I didn't really pause it. I'm sorry. I, I suppose I could have. No, it's no problem. No problem at all. I probably should have written it down myself, but I uh, they didn't say all the names on the on the thing either. We only got like Team Marin apparently up there. Well, I saw Cowboys. I saw um, a couple other ones. They all seemed like they were just tribe names, and then you had. Earth fire and stuff like that. Well, I guess it would make sense because I mean, there's a lot of they, each group has a large amount of people in it. Yeah. 
We get Ryu having a breakdown because he has to fight Lysir. Like, I don't know why he's shocked by this revelation. Did he have some sort of bond with Lysir? Is he just sad that he's fighting his own like teammate or what? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's also he's still stuck in the fact that Lysir looks like a chick when in reality he's not. <laughs> uh, maybe. I want to bring up too that apparently there's a there's a bit of a time skip that much, but uh, between Yo and Anna training, and we see Anna wearing what I see, what I see is really interesting like a, a beautiful kimono like dress, and Yo's wearing an, uh, another kimono. It's like dark purple. It's actually kind of odd. It seems kind of like almost out of place. Like where did he get those clothes from? Mm -hmm. I guess speaking of clothes, like Faust is in his original costume, and I'm wondering how he got dressed, considering he's in a wheelchair. Uh, I suspect he probably will be in a wheelchair for long. Probably has a skeleton's duo for him. I said it makes sense. It's but yeah, probably... Just, like, acts like a giant hanger and holds the outfit like a mannequin and wanders around with it, and he's like, I'll take that one, and then, you know, it takes its... it gets down to its bones, so to speak, and then... <laughs> dresses him. Okay, I want to bring him to Chocolate too. Apparently his last name is McDonald. Yeah. What? Why is that weird? It's such a normal last name. So? It could be Smith or Johnson or whatever. Who, but it's wrong? such a normal last name. Do you think his name was always Chocolove? I don't think so. But the problem is, like, I wish we could figure out, like, why can't we have his first, his real first name, then Choco Love McDonald? Why is it just Choco Love McDonald? Like, it's... I'm sorry. I'm moving on. What? I'm just moving on. Uh, apparently his Jaguar is just named Mick, but I'm guessing they call him Mick Jaguar just to be funny. <laughs> his spirit form is a little cute, too. is his English name. Which is probably why it's Joko's Christmas. His German, uh, Romanized name is Chakarabu. So Chakarabu became Chakulove, but Chakarabu's not that crazy. Right? I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to move on from it. Like, uh... He was given the name Choco Love by uh, his master. It wasn't his real name. His master didn't give that. His like uh, his gang was calling him Choco Love before he met him. But according to the uh, wiki, he was given uh, he was given the name by his master, Arona. So it's probably not canonical what they say in the the anime. It's making sense because they're supposed to be adapting straight from the manga. I don't know what to tell you. Eh. Moving on, uh, we get the. Well, skipping over to Rydem here because Rydem is doing his stereotypical, you know, announcing the roles and whatnot, which there's a lot of roles. I don't remember them all. Oh, I, oh, I do know is apparently he has a spiritual barrier, so you can't throw anything at him, which apparently that must happen a lot. In the manga series, Chocolove met his mentor after killing a man. However, in the 2001 series, he met his mentor on a snowy night when he was in his youth. 
So he, the situation where he met him is different too. So he might have met him before, like they start calling him Choco Love in this in, in the series. All I know is they're adapting. There's this this particular anime is supposed to be adapting from the manga. There aren't supposed to be any changes. So I mean, if the if it definitely if there was a change from the original creator when he when he or she re redid the story, I guess that makes sense. That's and why they did that. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh shoot! It's got it a couple. It was given the name Chocolove by his master Arona, and they actually have a citation, and they cite the manga volume eleven, Shaman File one thirty nine. I wish I had those volumes because I, all I have is volume one. It's in the extras and volume 11. So they they verify exactly where you can find out that out in the manga. So I'm pretty sure it's true because that's they're citing that specific thing. They probably anticipated that somebody would be confused since it's not the same in the anime. But this is supposed to be adapting from the current, like, I mean, from, like, the actual, because like, this, is, this is an anime from 2001 where they changed a lot of stuff. The only reason I, maybe he changes my, I don't know, all I know, all, I'm really, I'm hung up on this because I remember hearing years ago when they're, when they're even talking about, uh, like, doing, an, uh, doing another um, anime for the show, the, the mangaka said specifically they were, he wasn't going to allow it unless the, uh, you know, they, they they took from his story. Then again, I mean, he has no real control over that. I mean, as long as the people. But it's such a small detail. Yeah, I'm gonna push a lot of other things going on. Yeah, it's such a small detail. I I, I think he's not like he'd have to be pretty strict uh, to make that an impossible detail to change. Anyway, go ahead with what you were saying about the uh, shield he creates. I was more um I was I, I I see the teams here they got Team Moon there's only a couple Team Moon Team Flower Team Star and a Team Earth. Okay. Well, we actually get you to see Team Earth. I see this. We get some names there. Mhm. Mm I don't know anything yeah. about a shield, but uh. Hmm. Yeah, we definitely get a few of them. I just didn't think we had enough to really set up the whole bracket, so I didn't really try. No problem. Uh. It's kind of coming through your notes right now to see if there's anything that... Ha! Vash, dude. What? <laughs> no, sorry, you know you got Vash, dude. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the uh, the fact that the, the group was named Shaft? And then I mean, I, I looked all that up to see that... I mean, I know you have the notes here, but I'm pretty sure... I, I think Chocolate is just a big old African-American in New York reference. That's really what I think it is. Yeah. He's a he's a comedian whose jokes aren't um, seen as funny by everybody. Only only a select few find it funny, and he accidentally gets people to laugh a lot of times too, which actually I, happens later on. The, this thing. Do you know the show Shaft that I'm talking about? In yeah, I'm aware of the I'm aware of the show. I never watched it, but I'm aware of the show. I'm pretty sure that that's a reference to Shaft because if you look at the characters that are from his past, like they could easily all be Shaft characters, and they. Some of them even have sort of passing resemblances to Shaft characters, especially when he's wearing that hat, like that hat that he wears, Chocolove wears at the beginning, the skullcap kind of looking thing. That's very Shafty. And uh, the guy with the afro specifically looks a little bit like Shaft. 
one of the versions of Shaft and stuff like that. And the bald guy, too, kind of resembles one of the Shaft characters a little bit. Um, so it makes me think that maybe they're sort of at least trying to make them look like they could be in-universe to the Shaft universe, not necessarily one-to-one. Um, they, they kind of fall within the idiom, though. And I, Shaft is obviously something that you'd want to do, you know what I mean, if you were making any kind of references like that and you were... Japanese and maybe a little out of touch with American culture anyway. I just think he's just a big old African-American uh, a reference because he, he looks like a typical African-American. But I don't know how I truly feel about that either. Like his character, I know a lot of people were upset that they changed a lot of stuff and apparently this is supposed to be the true blue version of him. Though in, in the uh, in the wiki, there's such a difference here that um, it's kind of funny. Um, he has big lips. That's a that's a stereotypical black thing, but here he chose to not do that. I don't mind that to you. <laughs> they didn't do that. Well, I mean, one of the problems people were having was because they, you know, they 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 censored him, and it looks like they censored him here again still. So I, don't, I mean, I don't really care, but I don't know how that's gonna, you know, how the people are gonna feel about that. The people who are aware of the manga and who know what he looks like in the manga. Well, if you guys have an opinion, leave it in the comments if you can, or tweet at Jeremy. But I think... I think I'm okay with that. I think the only time, like, censorship went overboard from an anime to the US version that I was less than okay with was when they turned Popo into, like, a blue character so he wouldn't look so black. And I was like, alright, that's taking it a little bit far. I get why they did I it. I don't know what that's really taking that far or not, to be really big, if I'm being honest. And this is just from my perspective. I never saw Popo as an African American reference. So when people said that he was supposed to be that's what he was supposed to be, I was actually kind of shocked because he didn't I could see where they're coming from with that. Big lips, you know I mean? black I skin. But I, I just turning him blue was like a little too far. I was like, I don't think we needed to turn Sensor Popo and make him blue in some of the anime versions. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he, like, his, that happened only after, what's her name? Uh, Jinx from the Pokemon series when that happened. Because she, she also had the same problem. And they turned her skin blue. But, uh, that's all different. That's, that's, that's in the video game universe. Still don't really know how I feel about that either, but. Oh, whatever. I remember thinking of, uh, Tar Baby when I saw Popo, Popo which is. A Native American, um, a Native American thing. I'll send you a picture of Tar Baby, so that you can see what I mean. Um, but I, I could see how Tar Baby might have brought images of Popo up. Hang on a second. I'm gonna have to screenshot it because they, they've got some sort of copyright protected stopping me from clicking on it proper. But this image that I'm gonna share with you is, is a, kind of a good example of what I meant. Yeah, throw it in Discord now. This is what I immediately thought of when I thought of Popo. When I saw Popo, I thought of immediately thought of Tar Baby. And I thought that was the reference for a little bit. I could see that being a re looking like, but that's. I don't even think those races. That's just creepy looking. Mm. And Tar Baby was. I think Tar Baby was like borderline racist when it showed up in Aesop's Fables. 
so I could kind of like I saw the discomfort of it but like I just thought oh it looks like the Japanese didn't understand Tar Baby but wanted to draw something that looked like it it's a uh... I guess keeping on the segue of racism, I'm not sure how this is race-related racism, but we get a chance to see Jocko's abilities, um, especially when he's using um, Jaguar. And we do see Shaft, and it's kind of funny that the word Shaft all have the Jaguar pelt on it. Well, there's Black Panther in the Yeah, i So. But Panthers don't have... No, I'm not going to get into that. I mean, I'm, I'm aware. I was making, I was making a connection. Jaguar. They call him the Black Jaguar, and there's something called Black Panther. Yeah, but Black Panther isn't an American. He's a, he's a. Well, in real world, he would be an African American, which is what they usually refer to him in the in Marvel universe. But he's a Wakandan in Marvel universe. But uh -huh. so I can see the correlation, and I was making a correlation the entire episode. But a part of me was still fighting. It was like, there's no way, because like. I don't even think Black Panther was ever in New York City. I don't even know. I mean, I'm getting too... I'm, I'm being nitpicky there, but um, I find it kind of cool that... uh, I didn't really pick up on this until, like, I think a second episode when we saw his Oversoul. Um, when he's integrated with the Panther and giving giving him control over his limbs, you can see um, out of the big spiritual energy, there's, like, tiny... Not tiny, but skinny animal legs coming out of it, and he's using those to keep his balance... It's actually really cool looking. It's actually a really uh, cool looking ability he's got there. I was really rooting for him to win this fight, but unfortunately, because he's not Yo, he's not going to win the fight or Ren, for that matter. Couldn't let Why this guy. Hmm? Why is he not going to win the fight? Because he's not the main character. Like he... mm -hmm. I wish he could have won that fight. I think he could have easily won that fight if it wasn't for the fact that he was not the main character. I think he, for all intents and purposes, won the fight. He disabled his enemy. He just knocked himself out in the process. All they had to do was bump him out of the ring. They didn't even use any power. They just literally hit him with a stick, and the guy was knocked out. Considering it was one versus three, he he either defeated or neutralized all three. Did it on his terms of not having to kill anybody. He could have killed them probably in one more easy way, but he wanted to hold by his principles. I would say it's a victory in every way except that final shot. I don't think he lost... That shot of him, he's actually holding the power of his Jaguar, is really cool looking. It kind of looks like a Super Saiyan thing, with the yellow claws. Oh, it looks like Black Panther. No, he doesn't like Black Panther. It looks like Black Panther. Black Panther does the same thing with his claws. What about his, like, not, I have not seen the Black Panther use anything, like, he, he mo like, uh, He's got claws definitely on his suit, but like what he's doing right here does that is not what the Black Panther does. He doesn't have any actual like superpowers. Yeah, actually he's just a suit. But he doesn't have any actual powers. Black Panther? Yes. The Black Panther does not have any superpowers? Yes. Yes he does. Well he doesn't. That suit's the only thing that's given him uh, endurance. Um I don't think he actually has super strength. Sure. His adamantine claws are on the suit. There's nothing. Uh, he can't. First of all, those claws are probably vibranium, not adamantium, since Sorry. the rest of the suit is made out of vibranium. Second of all, if have you watched the movie? Yeah, I watched the movie, but they had no powers. That was all he the had, suit. He wasn't born with powers, but it's not all the suit. He had the um, the herb that he took. 
they gave him additional powers. What? Remember, he, he drank the herb and he drained his powers, the Black Panther powers, to go in the, the fight to see who would be the next Black Panther. And then the winner had the herbs. It was the whole theme. That herb was like one of the whole themes of the story that like the guy had the herb destroyed. And then they saved one and they gave it to the Black Panther later and gave him back his powers. Now we have two Black Panthers with the powers and they're duking it out at the end. He had enhanced everything, like physical attributes were enhanced. And then the suit he had as well, but there were two things that were his power as well as himself and his mind and his character and everything else. Chadley, what's his top? The Chala to top? Yeah, T'Challa. There was the herb that gave him his powers too. He had enhanced strength and everything. And he also had connection with Jaguar spirits. You need to go watch that movie again, my friend. I don't even remember. Now I'm thinking about the spirit of the panther, but I don't think that guy. Well, and I could tell it didn't seem to affect affect any of his abilities because this was a suit. His sister literally gave him a suit. Yeah, he had a suit that helped, but he was also he also had enhanced abilities of his own. Why can't I? Did he got Panther from the Earth? It was one part shamanism, magic, or whatever you want to call it, where he was connected with his ancestors and everything else and then there was one part well, my point is it never it didn't it was not doing what it was doing in the shaman king world he was not like wielding the literal spirit no but it was definitely the reference they called him the black jaguar jeremy <laughs> i don't know how i think that has to do because he's black i guess that's the only reason i think they call him the black jaguar as opposed to the black panther I would say a part of that is also because he's black, but I'm, I, I know where you're going, but it's like, I feel like with him, it wasn't... I mean, you could make... There's some similarities there, but I still think it has a lot to do with the fact he's a black character. <laughs> if you say so. I could be wrong about that, though. But, if like... So. Bass is the name of the Panther God. I'm literally trying to find... I, why can't... Like, I'm trying to look up Black Panther T'Challa, but it, all, I'm not getting what I need. Bought the knowledge, strength, and every experience of every previous Black Panther, superhuman strength, endurance, speed, agility, reflexes, stamina, senses. Okay. Well, they're not enhanced to the point where I thought, like, actual super strength would be. Because I was I mean, thinking, I was thinking, I was comparing him to the black, uh, not black, dang it, I was comparing him to like Tony Stark. You're telling me that he wasn't, you're telling me that the author didn't have Black Panther in mind, and yet when they do his origin story, he looks at a Captain American doll around 7.30 in the second episode that we're reviewing, which is episode Shaman King 20. Around 7.30 of Shaman King 20, they open up a present, and it's like a little Captain American doll, and he's watching through a window. 
And then shortly after that, he becomes the black, not Panther. Hang on. I'll send you a screenshot because it's actually a little bit before 7.30. It's like 701. That's not a Captain America, that's a robot. That just happens to be um, yellow, blue, and uh, um, red. It's red, white, and blue. The, the wrapping was yellow. No, those are uh, those dots on his body are yellow. Okay, but they're almost white. He has the Captain American thing going on his head. Those are horns and not the wings. Oh my god, I know because they don't want to get copyright strike basically, but No, I'm like I don't think that... that's supposed to be a reference to Captain America is what I'm getting at. Look at the thing on his arm. Look how it almost looks like a shield instead of its arm. That's a Look shoulder. The... I know, but it almost looks like a shield. No, I don't I don't know where you're getting a shield from. I really don't I'm actually legitimately don't I don't see it. I really I legitimately don't see it. Very silly man, Jeremy. I don't see Hold on, let me look at let me get Captain America's foot. Like I'm telling you, I don't see it. I legitimately don't see it. You can make an argument for the black for the Black Panther thing, but you can't make an argument for Captain America there. That's how he holds the shield on his arm. That's his shoulder. And I don't think I on top shoulder. of that, like shield on Captain America is on his back, and okay. when he's when he's wielding it, it's never on his shoulder. It's always on his like uh, covering up his like his um lower arm. It's never that high up on him. Captain America wears it on his shoulder sometimes, like very close to his shoulder. It has an inner blue ring and a white thing in the middle and this and, and that in the case of the literal one a star in i'm looking one, at images right here i've never seen him wielded on his shoulder that doesn't make any sense blue circular excuse me sir a blue circular shape in the middle with a white shape in the middle in the middle of that sort of not like not a literally a star but a whitish shape with a red ring around the edge is it red and white no but it's to me, it's a very clear callback to Captain America. They're just trying to avoid copyright yeah, stuff. I like the point that Captain America doesn't have any actual wings on or nothing protruding his helmet. It's like a, just a straight helmet with stripes like that are on a part of the design, but they're never like protruding. They're never. It's not like an actual like. And actually, is there any other like? Is there any comic? Yeah, there's some comic versions of it that have that. Yeah. There is definitely some comic versions. In fact, the Halloween costumes and stuff like that have a little protrusion. I can't look at any of this stuff because I, Google Chrome doesn't support it. But I still don't see, like, I legitimately do not see, like, the colors are the only thing that I'm sitting there saying that, like, I highly doubt that was, the, I'm pretty sure that was, like, uh, what's the word, coincidental. Do a Google search for Captain America Classic. Or look at the picture I'm about to send you in Discord. You'll see the wings are pretty prominent on his head. Are they horns? No, because they're not trying to cop get. They're not trying to like get him like into a copyright. Does it look like a robot? Because I'm seriously that I highly doubt if they were gonna if they were gonna try to do a knockoff version, 
he would not be a robot. He would actually be a doll. Well, they might that, be doing that is a robot. robot. They might be doing the robot version to like build in like something else, like you know, an Iron Man reference mixed into it or something like that. But like, I think really they're just trying to like take a little warped version of step away from it so that you don't think of it too much. I don't think he. I'm legitimately fighting you on this because I do not think that. I can see mm-hmm. resemblances in color with the color scheme, but other than that, like I legitimately if this thing had been more human looking, which it doesn't look it doesn't look that close to a human like a skull system, it looks like a freaking toy. Mm-hmm. I am legitimately I, I will agree with you on the Black Panther thing, but this one I will not. Look at this version. Well, that version, that's a really shitty version. Never mind. Sometimes the shield is really big on him. Like, sometimes it takes Yeah, but he's not holding it on his shoulder. That's not even physically he, possible. But like, I don't think the ring on the thing is even able to for him to be able to, to wear like a gauntlet. And some, no, but sometimes he wears it real tight on his shoulder. And Look it's at those. really big compared to his body in some artistic impressions. That's not a, that's not on his shoulder. I can tell where the artist was drawing that they put that shield on his wrist. Oh yeah, well, why don't you just, Mr. Smarty Pants, why don't you just look at this version of Captain America and tell me it doesn't look like it. That's a Lego and he's holding it with his hand. I can't believe he tried doing that. He really wants to sell me on this and that's not working. Like that right there, that is a Lego, and he is holding you his hand. I'm giving you the color, but I highly doubt. Because another thing, too, is like, it doesn't make any sense that we're gonna use the um, like, Captain, uh, they're using Captain America. I think Captain America and um, him don't like each other anyway. It seems so weird to use that. Now, granted, he, he's also he's also very upset with the kid in there, so I guess they can also make the correlation, but I still don't think he was trying to make Captain America. Captain America is, um, is he's also his... holding it in his hand there you're not making a you're not making a point here <laughs> you're, all you're doing <laughs> is just pulling images of like deformed things now yeah I really am um, but anyway I saw that and at a glance thought without without getting too deep into it at a glance when I saw that I thought um Captain America because of the basic color scheme the little things on the head you know the fact that the arms I knew they were arms but they kind of looked like shields to me and that and the the sort of like the top half of the shield sort of had a pattern that wasn't unlike Captain America's I looked at that and thought Captain America and then shortly after that they introduced him as Black not Panther what is it Black Black Jaguar Black with Jaguar and it just like it just and I mean Black Jaguar in New York when it could be Black Panther anyway it just seems like way too much of a nod to Black Panther for me to completely ignore that the reason why it's a Jaguar because they're saying that Jaguars are noble creatures that's, that's the only real reason that there's a Jaguar here yeah but I mean I think the other reason is because they can't use Black Panther because it's already been taken no, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't stop them. He's I, don't, 
the point of the jaguar here is those, those noble creatures that could see uh, see and hear all which is another thing another thing they use here is that you know he's letting him take control over his body so he can move around really quickly mm-hmm. i like to point out to his jokes apparently um you would think they were like mistranslations i don't think that was the case they were just like really bad puns on on the on the english language that's really all they were and i picked up on that last last week but i didn't say anything mainly because i wanted to see if they were ever going to explain that here as it gets explanations before i let you speak um they do actually explain manta does actually end up in the bed after looking at the great spirit so i'm actually kind of glad they explained that because i thought it was also really weird that he looked at it and didn't nothing happened to him yeah. So they do explain that something happened to him. I was like, okay, well that makes sense. Thank you for an explanation because I was concerned. That seemed like a plot hole. <laughs> but continue. Uh, no, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, I just I think that it was probably a bad pun to begin with, and then they had to write something in there that was close to translation, so they kind of like. They did their best, but it wasn't even the original writer anymore. No, I'm pretty sure it was the original writer because um, this isn't the first time I've seen this type of like joke used. The Japanese, like I said before, Japanese jokes just don't translate over to American jokes as well. And also, they find other things funny because um, a lot of their words in Japanese also could be translated to sounds. And sometimes they'll play around with the um, they'll play around with the idea of a automatopoeia. Uh, a lot of times we saw that within my hair academia with that a uh, comic dude uh that was a, he was a huge japanese joke i still didn't get but i i knew it was a japanese joke what's the difference between them not translating well and them just not being funny in english not much of a difference between there because it just depends on what context the humor is in that's why american jokes don't translate over to japanese all that well because it's all about i think, I think I think you're being kind of contrary. I think we could agree that in English the jokes aren't very funny. They don't but translate they, to English all that well. That I mean, it's all about situation. Like, there's a reason. There's a there's a. Translate well. It would look like it maybe it would not a great translation of it. No, because they never could translate well. Like exactly. a, a great translation means that they could have translated over. What I mean is that no Americans wouldn't get it. Oh my God. Okay. That's, you didn't get that joke at all, right? Okay. I mean, my point's still proven. Americans okay. wouldn't have gotten it. And I say I got it either. I'm just saying that I feel like that's all it really was was the play. Because like, even on this scene where his teacher, you see the Japanese kanji up there. They're pointing out a section of it, and he's making a joke on it. Yes, sir. I think he says chi is blood, and he was just making a joke about blood. He was more of a comic gag than anything else. Honestly, all, all he all talk of love really is is just a gangster turned comedian. Do we have any new subscribers this week? I didn't post the episode until this until today, so we won't know you anything until next week. And you didn't look at the analytics this time because I scared you in the intro. No, because I I just uploaded the episode. There wouldn't be any analytics to show. No. I can go in there real quick to see, but I highly doubt anything changed because I literally just uploaded it tonight. So then, what happens in the show? <laughs> Why are you sound drunk and tired? <laughs> trying to derail you. You're on a rant. <laughs> Just brought up something unrelated for a second to get you off your rail. Um. So he um. 
they flash back he's they have the uh they have the cap the thing that's clearly a captain america gift and he sees it after the after the um the uh police car gift where were we in this you're meeting the traveling comedian right he's meeting the traveling comedian and he's trying to get him to laugh so like because his dream is to well i guess for, like, his dream is to spread laugh around the world and apparently see that he's also a shaman which makes sense <laughs> And he's also a pretty fast shaman, even though he's like an old man. We also find out he's apparently an Amazon Native American. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what's up with the show and like dark skinned characters being Native Americans, but they really like to stick to that. So I think the only character he is in Native American is Chocolate, unless he gets her jelly later on that he is. I had no idea. But, uh, I mean, his, man, Chocolate being bald is really disturbing. I can't stop staring at his bald head, but uh, since we, the backstory is essentially he he lost his parents on Christmas, and every Christmas he joined a gang afterwards because he was bouncing from orphanage to orphanage. He found a, the group called Shaft, the group that he's a part of. Um, essentially, he ends up meeting a uh, roaming comedian shaman uh, who teaches pretty much teaches him his uh, shaman ways because he can see uh, Mick Jaguar. Apparently, not many people could see it, which makes sense, but when he saw him. Eventually he saw him and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna teach you uh, my shaman ways to pa pass on the, uh, to pass on the spirit. Essentially, I mean, it's like a typical New York thing. He ends up, uh, he ends up leaving the gang. The gang comes back to find him, kill, and ends up killing his master. And as a tribute to him, he's gonna, um, he's gonna essentially uh, become shaman king to uh, spread, spread laughter around the world, so he can change the world. So that we, you know, I guess not many people have. His same like uh, his, his like his his tragic backstory, quote unquote. So then they they beat up the old man. You know, I wanted to talk about something here. You know how he was saying the um that laughter is a wind. Uh huh. I found this um literary digest. I wanted to see what laughter is a wind meant. And I found this literary digest from Funkin' Wagnalls, which is a major publishing company from July to December of 1914. And it sounds like such a reach, doesn't it, to say that? But the article in it that, I, that was read was called Weathering Gales of Laughter. And <clears throat> I don't know how much of this you want me to read, but they talk about they quote uh, John Bunny of all people of the Vitagraph Film Company had this philosophy that he published in another book called Photoplay and this is, this is the quote that he said laughter is the solution of life laughter is life laughter daily makes it possible to go on there is only one delight that's keener than that of a joke, a comment, or a gesture at which you spontaneously laugh, and that is the delight of making other people, a whole crowd of people, laugh with you. Making other people laugh is the greatest game of the world, and we are all playing it. Some of us are professionals, most of us are amateurs, that is all. We all like tears, I suppose, or we would not shed them so easily. 
But what is good of tears, unless it is to increase increase our delight and laughter? And at the end of that episode, you see him crying as he's laughing at the same time and talking about what he's gonna do. Um. Uh huh. But he literally says, "I'm trying to find it now." He literally says, "Laughter is a wind." Yeah, in the next paragraph. If the tragic spirit is always hovering over us, always the comic spirit is just around the corner. For the comic spirit, what is the spirit of laughter is a rough and ready and everyday sort. It's above us or beneath us. It is it is of us. Laughter is a wind. Sadness is a cloud. The wind of laughter and nothing else may dispel the cloud of sadness. What better job in a life could a man hope for than to, to be a wind of laughter? None, unless to be a gale, a gale of laughter blowing around the world. Isn't that uncannily similar to what we watched the, that guy's philosophy be? I mean, yeah, but I think it's just a coincidence. <laughs> so it does sound like it might be just a coincidence, but I also found this in a Chinese encyclopedia. Um, and it says, um, he laughs so freely. How comfortable. Laughter is a wind that drives away the gloom, as if this smile makes the world peaceful. And then it goes on to compare um, grief with a cloud. And it started making me realize that, like, there was, like, that Chinese one, and then there's that other essay. Both of them are fairly old things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was a Chinese... That laughter is a wind thing that I just read was a Chinese idiom, and I'm guessing that it goes back a ways if that guy is probably referencing the Chinese idiom in 1914 and then kind of building on it. But I'm sure that I'm sure that what happened there is he was quoting the Chinese idiom that I found in that other dictionary. It's slightly like obscure. Like I had a I had a tough time finding it with that exact phrasing. Laughter is a wind. But if it's Chinese idiom, then there's probably other ways that it's been translated as well. But it's it seems unusual for like such weird wording to come up three different places and be fairly easy to access in those three places. And all of them talk about laughter is a wind that blows away grief, not just laughter is a wind that comes from deep inside or something like that, but laughter is a wind that's specifically something that drives away gloom. I get so, you. I mean, I guess to, to, to combine it with this episode, I mean, essentially what he just read is summing up his philosophy really well, which is odd. Um, but yeah, like I mean, he like as you can tell, like as you can tell, his his goal is to save the world through laughter, which is something that a lot of people. I mean, it's not uncommon to want to do that kind of thing, you know, like like uh, share a laugh can save somebody from committing suicide, or it's a, it's an interesting and almost dark thing to think about. In this situation, you know, it's a comedian who wants to just you know make everybody laugh, even if he's not good at it. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be one thing he that's common with these two is the fact they're both not good at it. His uh his protege, however, does it accidentally in the middle of his fight, uh, with uh, his final attack, uh, from bringing together the uh bringing up like a copy of the belly button of the world. I, I forgot the name of it. I didn't put it in my notes. I thought I put that in my notes. I'm sorry if I didn't. I'm watching it here. We'll get to that point. But um, his mentor essentially, you know, is called pro- it the gag wind. Hmm? He called it the gag wind. I don't think it was gag wind. I think he named it something else. I think it was like Axis or something like that. I forgot what it was. That was like when he was Ayers Rock, Oversoul Ayers Rock. 
is what he was leashing, but he called it a gag wing too. So I wasn't clear on whether he was talking about Oversoul Ayers, Ayers Rock, Ayer, not Ayer, Ayers Rock, or if he was referring to the gag wind that will bury them with laughter. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I guess, no, no problem. Actually, speaking, I guess we, we brought everything but like the other elephant in the room. That, um, the guy they're fighting, uh, Peyote? 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 Um, yeah. At first, I thought he was supposed to be a reference just to the peyote drug that is illegal over in Mexico, but I'm pretty sure it's, he's that. But also, um, he. I mean, I'm going to butcher this. Let me, just look up the, let me just look up the Day of the Dead real quick. I want to actually pronounce this correctly. <laughs> Uh, see here. Day of the Dead. The Spanish is Dia de Dia Dia de Moitos uh, uh, Dia. De, I, I'm butchering this. I'm sorry. Dia de Moitos or Dia de los Moitos. Um, I took Spanish for two years, and I know I should be able to pronounce this better, but I, I'm just I'm not able to. <laughs> I haven't used Dia, it in years. Dia de los Muertos. Well, there's two different pronunciations here, and Delos is in one of them. Okay, but um. I took two years of Spanish in college, and then also in high school. I just took it two years in, in high school. I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, my second year, my second year of Spanish kind of got cut short because the teacher decided to get her eyes done. Never saw her again. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here it is. Um, one of the attack. I guess we'll uh before we get to that. Cause we could talk a, a little bit about like the uh, about the peyote guy. Not much to say here about his backstory. I kind of just summed it up everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, you get a chance to see his, I guess, gag wind in his backstory a little bit, and um, it looks like Super Saiyan to an extent with the lightning. It kind of looks like something that Vegeta does. Like I think the is it the big not the Big Bang but the um, there's one of the attacks that he did. Essentially, he's using all this for for Yoku uh, to um, bury them in laughter, apparently, and he does an attack. What's it called? Axis something. Shoot. Axis something. Shoot. Yep, that's what we're gonna call it. Are you talking about the rock again? What are you talking about? Yeah, the rock. Ayers no, I, I'm rock. getting it. Oversoul Ayers Rock. Yeah. Ayers Rock. Yeah. I guess it's like some famous. I'm not sure where this place is, but it's an actual place. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm aware of it. And he gets everybody. He, he causes all the spirits on the on the on the Hispanic dude to lose control. The navel of the world. Actually, where is that? It's kind of weird. That he named it attack that. Ayers Rock is a, a large sandstone formation in the southern part of Northern, Northern Territory in Australia, which doesn't make a ton of sense, but that's where it is. But it's it's sacred to an Abor the Aboriginal people there, so I mean, there's at least that Native American reference. But wasn't the guy Native American? Wasn't I'm sorry, yeah, his Native teacher was Native, was Native American, an Amazon Native American, but he was a Native American. It, well, stupid as hell for us to call someone from Australia Native American, but they were Aboriginal people, and that's where his people, that's where they were, so he's learning 
something from that was sacred to that guy's homeland as opposed to Native Americans, the Aboriginal people of that part of Australia. But yeah, it's the uh, Ayers Rock is a sacred thing there. It's one of Australia's most rec- recognizable natural landmarks, and it's been a tourist site for a long time. Huh. At least now he knows in Australia, but he essentially does an attack mimicking Ayers Rock, and um, he wants to make people laugh, but unfortunately they're not laughing at his attack, they're laughing at his belly button that apparently has a handmade kangaroo figure in it. So that's why his belly button's poking out. Yeah. Well, the kangaroo would be another Australian reference, obviously. That's also true. He loses control over it, and uh, pretty much he loses all his furioko and he ends up falling, giving Ren the uh, necessary time to come in and have a basalon punch to the face happen. And he essentially win that fight. But I just want to go back real quick, because we didn't talk about peyote here. Um, specifically, his, like, his entire his entire facade is like Hispanic in origin, and his attacks are all based on Day of the Dead. Uh, specifically, that he he messes with Day of the Dead being the uh, the they they believe to be uh, when all the spirits of the dead uh, come back. I specifically, so I'm not talking out my butt. Um, dead did as a holiday celebrated on the first and second of November. It originated and is mostly observed in Mexico or Mexico, but also in other places, especially by the people of Mexican heritage elsewhere. Although associated with the Catholic celebrations of All Saints Day and All Souls Day, it has much less solemn tone and is portrayed as a holiday of joyful celebration rather than mourning. The multi the multi day holiday involves family and friends gathering to pay respects and to remember friends and family members who have all died. Uh, in the anime, they're saying that this is like the day when all the spirits come back to uh, to meet with people. I guess that they have like, they've uh, long since haven't seen. And this guy ends up playing with the spirits because he's a shaman, and this would be the perfect day for him to gather his um, minion squad, who he has been forcing. He's been using his uh, his his uh, his comrades as um, as a mediums for his spirits, at least two of them. And he has like he has like these little dolls that over here are uh, calaveras, and it's an actual thing. It's apparently a symbol uh, for that holiday. Uh, they all mask and the name Cal, uh, 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 Calaveras or um, Calicas is, is is a colloquial term for a skeleton. And apparently, yeah. these things are made out of sugar. Out of a skeleton, but it was popularized in like the '60s, I think, to make dolls out of them. And the fancier and the fancier the uh, the outfits, the the happier they are, or something like that. Like it's. So the the fact that one of them's smoking and looks like kind of an older guy, like you know, classy older guy, is like actually like an exaggeration of that joke. But th- ironically, they can be made out of a lot of different materials, including sugar, wood, and even chocolate. So, yeah, I feel like all this was just like man on purpose. But still, uh, I find it kind of funny that these things are made out of these are edible from the sounds of it. Oh well, no, they can be made out of wood. Uh, a lot of them are made out of sugar, though. Yeah, that means they're still edible. Well, not the woods, but, I mean, the thing's made out of sugar. Yeah. But we know that they're probably made out of bones at some point, or you wouldn't be able to control them. Well, I mean, in that world, probably. But, I mean, the real world, they're made out of sugar. It means that these things are, you can eat them. Right. Which is funny. But, uh... Yeah, this entire holiday, a lot of the things are, like, a lot of the symbols in this thing are all skeletons, which is... 
interesting that his his whole motif there's a lot of skeletons and he's also uh, Faust compared him to himself that he's a bone user which I guess is what they call bone users um, so it's, it's kind of cool that we get a chance to see another I guess necromancer I guess the actual term that he is but I guess a much weaker um, a much weaker necromancer based on what we see here with a Ren just taking him out with one punch Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, the guy was exhausted and staggered. And... No, I don't think he was exhausted. He'd used up his power. Like, his power had been taken from him. He'd, like, severed his connection with his abilities, basically. So when the guy comes in, like, he's fresh, and the other guy is, like, has no connection to his power. No, according of... to what I was reading, he said he still had his Furyoku, it's just that he couldn't control the spirits because they were laughing so hard. Right, he'd severed his connection to his power, like he couldn't do anything with them. I guess that's correct. But, uh, well, I guess that is correct. But, uh, I guess another thing, too, you bring up the fact that apparently, I guess looking at the Great Spirit, if you have Furioko, can boost your power, because apparently they're making, they're, they're saying that Ren's Furioko shouldn't have been higher than 1,000, but it's 5,152, I think it's the mm -hmm. number. So I'm guessing that looking at the spirit, if depending on how much, how long you're out, or if you're out at all, can boost your uh, your Furioku in in um. So it's, I guess it's very useful to actually come here if you're a shaman. Or maybe Ren um just started getting more connection with his past lives because he's one of many past lives, so he could have like kind of like reconnected with his true self or something like that and gotten a little bit more of his abilities unlocked as a result. Okay, I kind of have to detract on something real quick. I I had a second look at the weapons that uh, that um that uh Chocolat was was using, and I legitimately had a flashback to the necklace that Black Panther was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, really? Okay, but it doesn't have anything to do with Black Panther, not even with the Met necklace. Now I'm fighting you on the uh, the Captain America robot that that I have that has no connection. <laughs> I will so. I will die on that hill. But uh yeah. because this in the episode was, we see that the I thought Ayers Rock was a rock. Dang it, Jock. Uh as we get to the end of this episode, we see uh Chuck Love's old master spirit watching over him, which is I guess makes sense. Definitely means nothing in this show. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh we also see that uh, the people that Chocolo used to hang out with in that gang all defected from the gang and are now part of his tribe. They still can't see spirits, but it's kind of cool that that connection was made. Ren also calls out Yod in a, in a fight, which is obvious. I mean, like, I mean, who, why wouldn't he? He's he's mm -hmm. the he's the Virginia serious. Uh, we also get a chance to see uh, Ren's parents and his sister like embarrass him. <laughs> I love that he could actually still be embarrassed after all this time. <laughs> I guess so. You don't think you don't find it funny? I yeah, it's fine. You got a problem with it? No, I don't have a problem with it. You sure? You sound like you have a problem with it. Why do you want to fight about it? I don't know if I have anything. I'm just asking. <laughs> You're so confrontational. Okay, as we end this episode off here, episode 20, um, we got, well, I mean, we already knew that Lazaro was going to defect. I'm just surprised they decided to do it as early. 
Hey, homework assignment for next episode. Something I didn't have time to look up. Um, <clears throat> I was curious about the factories that were on this Jap Japanese island that they're going to. And if, and since that, so much of the stuff in this series is like a reference to something historical or cultural, I was wondering if an unnamed with remnants of factories on it was like significant in some historical reference reason. And I forgot to look it up in between watching them and like talking with you. But it seems like a really fun little rabbit hole to jump down. I bet there's something down there. How about this? Oh. You jump down that rabbit hole, and next time you talk about it. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. I'll do all the work. I don't know where to start to even... I mean, if there was anything, because like, I don't even know the name of the island, first of all. Unless you do. I don't. I was wondering... Initially, my curiosity was um, if it was guano. Because what happens is... Uh, Guano, like from either bats or birds, um, was mined a lot in the early late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds for um, as like a fertilizer, like as a rich soil for plants and things like that. Like the birds would land on islands over hundreds of years. They would <clears throat> the feces they would drop would create rich soil on an island that would otherwise just be a patch of sand, and then the island, like then the island would be able to support plants and things like that as they showed up and eventually like life if it if it found its way over there it might just be birds and turtles and stuff like that but it would support something and <clears throat> but they didn't have factories they had ways of processing it but usually they just kind of dig it up and load it onto a boat and process it elsewhere but it was interesting that they had factories there and the only other thing i could think of is the japanese myths have a lot of stuff that has to do with ironworks but they wouldn't just casually mention those on there. I'm sure that those factories are going to become, like, a location of something at some point. You know what I mean? In this, in this like, either they're going to use them for a test or something like that. But you don't just casually go, oh, yeah, there's a lot of factories on this island. So it was either a reference to something to give people that knew Japanese culture, like, an idea of what, what the island was about at one point. Or it was something else, but I just thought it was like really odd that they just casually threw in there that the factory was the location of something. So I didn't get time to look it up, but I'm really curious what that means. I mean, judging from the fact that the, the that the the patch tribe—that's the name of their, judging from the fact that the patch tribe were are yeah. trying to make money, and, and and Native Americans are typically like in the in the uh, derogatory sense are typically seen as greedy money uh, money grubbers who own casinos. Uh, out in the west in the United States, I'm pretty sure it's all that really was. Maybe they were, maybe they were doing something out here, judging from the fact that there are that lady. It's not like a Native American-owned property. I mean, who's to say there weren't Native Americans out there? Maybe they were known by something else. I mean, like the Horo uh, Horo, for instance. He, uh, the people, the Native Americans, quote unquote, because technically speaking, the people that he's from are technically um, Indians. Well, they're not Indians, but you know, Native American. But um, well, not Native American. You you, you know what I mean. But um, mm -hmm. that like uh, the Ao, the the Ainos or whatever they call them, like they were they they were seen as like uh indigenous people who lived out there. He is a part of that tribe. I'm pretty sure, like, not the Patch tribe, but I'm pretty sure maybe there's another tribe out there because it seems kind of it seems kind of unrealistic to think that they were just the only tribe out there, even if they're even given how big they are. You think there'd be some other. <laughs> tribes out there and we haven't seen them who knows maybe we're gonna maybe we'll see some of them 
because there's just some pieces missing, such as like why why how suddenly changed when he went to to see the Great Spirit. Uh, why why Yo is still convinced that he can change him or whatever. Um, there's like a lot of things that I guess pieces that are missing. Even if even if the set piece of there being factories does come back, I mean, it probably not be nothing more than a place to fight. It probably won't really mean much of anything. Typically, places yeah. like that, if there are factories. You'll see them fight the woman, but that's about it. You don't really any get any historical significance, unless you yeah. dig on the internet yourself. But they probably won't give any historical significance inside the inside the series. Well, I don't know. They've they've made these are things we had to find out ourselves, though. Like the the things we found out, they've never really they, it, it never really meant too much of anything, except for maybe Faust. I'm pretty sure Faust is probably the only thing they actually made a big deal about in terms of, like, historical significance. Well, there was, like, for example, there was uh, Hashima Island, which was once a mecca for undersea coal mining, and they had they have abandoned factories on that. So it could have been used for undersea coal mining or something like that and been sort of a, a reference to something like that. Same with Mitsubishi Island, um, which was... Um, a bustling coal mining metropolis that's now abandoned and had factories on that. So it could have just, it could be that they're referencing um, undersea coal mining or coal mining in general on the island. I guess, well, I guess, like, oh, I'm just taking it as, like, you know, we, like, uh, we've kind of been ignoring the, the, like, some of the elephants in the room with the, with the Patch tribe. For whatever reason, wherever they are, they're trying to make money. And it seems odd to me that they own they own this giant jumble jet, which actually is an oversold, but we're not gonna get to that. Um, there's, there's a lot of things for a Native American tribe that they own that seems odd and out of place. Like the the they seem to be able to uh, they're they're financially able to cut off a part of like a piece, a piece of land that's a part of a a, a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things that don't that are really odd to me. Um, I mean, how being able to control where he's able to be reincarnated is kind of explained already. But it's like... There's like some things that are missing that I don't really know. I mean, I think last Lazar defecting is the last thing I do do, do 100% know. Um, I could be wrong, though. I'm not going to say that this, I have, I don't, I'm not going to know anything else from, from here on out because... Um, so they could easily show up in the anime, and I re- oh, that's right, I do remember that happening, because uh, I did watch the original anime for this before the reboot happened. So, but um, though I remember that anime ending on a cliffhanger, so I don't really know what I, truly was going on, because I don't really remember what Hal's thing is, if he has if he has have a thing, but um, uh, I guess I'm kind of rambling. I didn't watch the preview for next episode, so I don't know what's going to happen there, and I'm probably going to keep it that way. Uh, anything else in your notes that we didn't talk about? No, that was it, and I think I'm going to go with that about the coal mine. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing if the coal mining is um is what they're going to reference, like when, on the island, if it's going to be an abandoned coal mining place. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, like if that's the case. But like that was that was my thing. Because it it makes the most sense. It's an abandoned island off of Japan that has abandoned factories on it, and that's the exact same deal. So let's see if that turns out to be it. 
but I'm sure it's going to factor in somehow. And the next episode is Iron Maiden Genie, so we're going to have to see what that means, but I have no idea right now, so. That's what we got to look forward to. I'm still annoyed. There's a set piece that they're going to probably fight through, and that's it. It's not going to really mean anything. But, I mean, I could be wrong. Who knows? I just feel like that's just going to be a set piece. I, I mean, the price is something interesting about the island, but they're probably just going to destroy it. The fact that it's an island out there that the patch can get to really easily and also have a helicopter, there's like a lot going on. I don't that doesn't really make much sense in terms of like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't make money, but it just seems they have a lot of money for uh, an off the grid tribe. It just seems kind of it seems really weird. Liliana, the one they killed, seems like the only one I'll say, like, she's probably the only one of the tribe that I can trust, because, I mean, Ana brings up the fact that, like, what is Silva's endgame? For whatever reason, he's been really helpful to, um, to Yo, and it, there's, there's no real reason for him to be that helpful. Even if, even if he is in Yo's corner. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll find out. I guess we'll find that out. I guess we're gonna end that off here. We're gonna come back next week for the... Wait, yeah, we're gonna come out next week for the uh, for the podcast. I thought I checked to see if you had anything. If you, I guess if anything was there was a holiday, but I think you're already good for Halloween. So we're just gonna move on from there. See you guys next time. Bye.